It's time to go into business for yourself. Get ready for another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. Education, insight, and inspiration. Here's your host, small business and franchise expert, Tom Scarda. I'm really, really excited for this episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. And we are broadcasting live, not from downtown Brooklyn, which is in the background. That's just a beautiful picture I have in the background. But tonight I have somebody really special on and a good new friend of mine by the name of Lance Farrell. But before I get started, I want to, you know, let you know if this is your first time listening in, first time watching live on YouTube, I am a franchise consultant. I match people with opportunities based on skills and personality and goals. I like to call it the e-harmony of business, actually. And I work with people that are frustrated with their career, people that are laid off, people who want to just change their life and do something different. I help them figure out if franchising is right. And if it is, which is the best one for them. And it's interesting because years ago, I was actually a subway conductor in New York City. If you ever rode the New York City subway, I was the guy that opened and closed the doors and made announcements that you couldn't uh, decipher. And one day I was young at the time. I was 23. And I never forget this one day, an old timer said to me, hey, kid, this is a great job because you'll always have a shirt on your back. He said, you'll never have a silk shirt, but you'll always have a shirt. And that hit me like a a bucket of cold water. I was like, wow. You know, I'm like, wait a second. I'm working my butt off. I have Tuesdays and Wednesdays off. Does it get any better? So I look at my bosses and they were not wearing the metaphorical silk shirts, but I realized that business owners were. And I decided in that moment, I want to be a business owner, but I didn't know how. So a lot of books, a lot of seminars. And I realized a franchise is a business with training wheels. And that's what I needed. So I ended up uh, getting involved with a franchise consultant who matched me to a smoothie franchise, which we uh, built into three locations and sold it in five short years. And and at that point, I semi-retired at 41 years old. And since then, I've been helping people kind of do the same thing. In that mix, though, when I sold my smoothie franchise, I bought a second franchise, which was something called Super Suppers. And that was a, a franchise where you make meals in our locations, you take them home and you freeze them for days when you're busy. And we had a lot of press. We actually, my wife is on 11 different TV stations. Even CNN picked it up. And in the New York Times, they said that we were changing the way America eats the way McDonald's and Swanson did 50 years earlier. And I was like, wow, music to my ears. I'm going to be a billionaire. And within 19 months, we were out of business and lost about $400,000. And that's what made me a franchise expert. And so I wrote a book called Franchise Savvy. And so we have... A great guest, Lance Farrell's with us. And, I, and it's funny, I was talking to Lance offline earlier. I ate Chinese food today and I got this fortune and it literally says, only the person who risks is truly free. And I thought, wow, man, that's exactly right. So, you know, I've won, I've lost. And, you know, when I lost the franchise the second time around, I cried. <laughs> but now I look at it as a blessing and I am able to speak with great people like Lance Farrell. So, Lance, I want to welcome you to the Franchise Academy podcast. Mr. Scarta, thanks for having me. By the way, I've read one of your books, and it is amazing. You've done a great job. You've authored several books, I understand. And the one I read, I've passed around to our staff. Say, guys, read his book. It's <laughs> very rich, timeless. Well, thank you, my friend. Yeah, it's just, you know, I like to write. So, so I try. 
uh, I can't say some of the best pros, but but it works. I just wanted to say quickly to just describe Lance for a second. Lance is such an interesting person. I've met him in person a few times. He's a founder and the CEO of Ferrell's Extreme Body Shaping. He's an entrepreneur and he has a six degree black belt. For over 20 years, he has provided a group fitness program that takes a comprehensive approach to wellness and has transformed over 160,000 lives. And Farrell's is different than any other gym or program out there because in my opinion, in my estimation, it's really trans- transforming people. It's not just, hey, I want to get in shape because it's beach season. It's a lot more intense than that. They take people that are really out of shape, maybe even victims of you know body shaming, as an example, and they help them seriously get in shape. It's, it's the person who the doctor says, listen, you're going to have a heart attack any day or, or, or you're going to be diabetic, and they change the person's life. That is what, in my opinion, that's what Farrell's is. is is that what you guys are doing? Yeah, in fact, we don't even call ourselves a gym because we feel it's more of a school because we want to educate people to live healthy. And that's really what our goal is, teach them how to live healthy for the rest of their life. So once they learn that formula, they can go out and live the rest of their life. And we'd love to have them come to us forever, but we just want to teach them to live healthy so they can do it on their own. That's brilliant. And I love the distinction. That's really the distinction. It's not a gym. Love that. I will use that in my introductions when I talk about Farrell's. <laughs> but take us back to the beginning. How did you even get this thing going? I mean, it's such an original idea. I'm going to go back to when I was actually uh, in seventh grade. It was in seventh grade. I was a little bit on my grandma called me, called me Husky, right? And so I decided, because I got picked on a little bit in school, I'd go for wrestling, maybe learn some self-defense, whatever. So I go off for wrestling and it was like two magnets. There was one on my back and there was one on the mat. And then like <laughs> would go together, you know? So I got pinned about every time in my seventh grade. And my grandfather watched one time. He watched several, I'm sure. But one time after the match, he just went up to me and said, I wouldn't let those boys throw me. And when he said that, it really hit a nerve because he was my rock. I really looked up to him and I thought, you know, I better do something about this. So I knew there were weight divisions. So I went home that summer and I went on a diet with my mom. And so I lost 20 pounds that next summer, went out for wrestling the next year, and I, and I won a few matches. But the big thing was when I came back to school that year, my classmates commented. And so I'm like, wow, you're Lance, you've changed so much. So that really changed not just my physical, but my mental attitude about it and just gave me that confidence. And that's really what we're trying to instill in people today is that level of confidence so they can achieve more than they thought they could. Yeah, so... Uh, you know, fast forward, I was really curious about martial arts, watching the Kung Fu series in high school and watching yeah. Bruce Lee enter the dragon and those old shows. And so I'm out in my garage on the farm an hour west of Des Moines, like falling down, trying to do a kick, you know, because I didn't know what I was doing. But they had a program at Iowa State ISU Karate Club, which was Taekwondo, Hapkido, Judo. So I entered that and I studied that for a few years. And one of my friends came up to said, hey, if you teach me some of this, he was from Creston, an hour south of Guthrie. If you teach me, I will drive from Creston one hour to take classes with you. Wow. I'm like, really, you would? Okay. So I went to my instructor. I watched him teach every class in the PE 170, which is what he taught with martial arts taekwondo. I took those notes and I went back to my hometown, put a little sign up in the ice cream shop for people and ended up getting 10 students 
Dave Kipp was a guy from Creston, and then my mom was one of them, so she wanted to support me again. <laughs> so I had these 10 people the first year, and instantly one of them, Todd Doerr, is actually still working with me full-time. No way. <laughs> 37 years ago. Wow. I can't scare the poor guy away. Anyway, so... I did pretty decent teaching those first group of 10. The next summer I had 35 and then it went from part-time to full-time. In 89, I moved to Des Moines, opened martial arts full-time. After graduating Iowa State, while I was at Iowa State University, I had an opportunity to uh, compete in the 1984 Collegiate Nationals. Ended up winning that, getting a chance to go to the uh, World University Games. And then in 89 and 1990, I was in the U.S. uh, team trials for the Olympics actually in 92 Got beaten the Olympic Festival uh, by Herb Perez in 1989, 1990. Herb went on and won a gold in the Olympics in 1992. So I felt like I fought with the best of them, had a really good time doing it. And it was a, a big part of my life. It was a great season of life. Had a lot of fun doing that. It's absolutely amazing how things happen in one's life. And a great mentor of mine said, the way you know what to do is by listening to the people that are asking you for stuff. Right. So this young guy asked you to teach him how, how to do uh, Taekwondo. And, and it was kind of your calling. When, when did you start franchising? So oh, I opened martial arts in the morning, 89. And then Billy Blanks was running his Taibo videos. Everybody's wanting to do Taibo. This was in the late 90s. I remember and so that. we researched it for a while and said, OK, we had women calling us saying, hey, we want to do kickboxing. And to us, kickboxing was knockout win kind of co- competition thing. And we find out they were doing the Billy Blank stuff. They wanted to do that. So we put together a kickboxing program in 1998. And then a lot of people came in, but they didn't stick around very long, didn't really transform their body because they're just doing cardio. In 2000, we read the book Body for Life. And I say we um, went to a workshop. A guy recommended, Ernie Reyes Sr. recommended it. I got the book and read it. Like, wow, this is good. Gave it to all of our staff. Let's do this for a year, see what happens. Well, guess what? Todd Dorr and I stuck with it, my original guy for a year. The other ones, you know, it's hard to stick with anything like that on your own for a year. Yeah. So we did it, had decent results. And then in 2001, started our body shaping program with 40 of the Taekwondo moms that are watching their kids do class. That's amazing. The results out of those 40 people that did that were so good. One lady, we were before and after photos, we were comparing the photos and we couldn't match her up. Like, what? where's her before and after? And so we got all the others that said, well, that must be her right there. She had transformed so much, but she did her hair, got her glasses off, all this other thing too. So you get a tan and she didn't look like the same person. It was amazing. And we've been able to do that consistently for the past 18 years. It's just been a blessing for us. Incredibly blessed and humbled to be in a position I am to uh, really help people transform their lives in in a big way. And uh, a lot of the people that go through our program end up becoming instructors and coaches for us because they want to pay it forward. It's remarkable hearing the stories. I was down in Dallas talking to a candidate and she just person randomly came up to me in our Dallas location, Little Elm and said, man, this has changed my life. I can't, I got to thank you. And I said, what do you mean? Tell me the story. So uh, she started to tell me how she was diagnosed with stage four cancer. And she'd been on our program for about six months, lost a bunch of body fat, was taking off her workout bra. And she noticed a lump on her, on her breast. And uh, she said, no way she would have found that if she hadn't been going to classes and actually wearing that, that bra, sports bra. Anyway, she went in, had a double mastectomy and saved her life. And remarkable to hear stories like that really is. 
I'm going to go back to an aha moment when I was teaching martial arts. I had a kid by the name of Tommy Day in the program, and his dad said, I want to meet with you. So I, I went in and met with him, and I thought I was in trouble at first, but he said, I got to tell you, my son Tommy has been on our program for about three years. He was almost to his black belt. He said he was always, always had good grades in school, but he was shy, so we didn't know what we were going to do with him, his mom and I. And uh, your program has totally changed his life. It made him outgoing. It's made him more confident. He's just a better student now all the way around. And that was an aha moment for me with Tommy and his dad because uh, I just thought they were learning physical skills mostly at the time. But uh, our talks on respect, discipline, and all those other things that go with martial arts really made an impact on him. And I would say the same thing has happened with our body shaping. Every class, we want to give a message to people. So they leave there pondering that thought for the day. So it's not just a physical workout, but what, what are we leaving them with, with setting goals and discipline and the things that we can sprinkle into a class to motivate or inspire them. A lot of people really are down on themselves. And so we want to lift them up. We never want to be the Jillian Michaels, browbeat you till you can't wait to quit your 10 week session or whatever length of time you're in. We want to be the inspirational program that really makes people feel good about themselves and that they want to continue doing long after they are outside of our four walls. I want to tell you about a struggle that I had many years ago before we started the body shaping. Actually, I was doing the martial arts and we'd expanded to two really solid locations. So I was getting ready to open a third location, just signed the lease for the third location. And the manager at my second location decided he wanted to do his own thing and take most of those members with him. We'd have a, had a conversation previously, and he said he'd like to have his own martial arts place in Des Moines. And I had the wrong type of leadership attitude. I said, hey, no, Des Moines is mine. You can go somewhere else. So that was when he decided he wanted to do his own thing. And it was kind of an ugly situation. I uh, filed injunctions against him and did these things that I should have, in hindsight, said, hey, listen, let me help you. Let's do this together. But I didn't. So anyway, times, times are really tough for me financially. And I'd actually borrowed as much as I could from the bank at the time. And I'd uh, maxed out my credit cards. And I got to a point where I went to my mom. Okay, when you go to your mom, you say, hey, mom, can you loan me a few thousand, tens of thousands of dollars? You're in a bad spot. Yeah, I was wondering how I was going to pay payroll, right? And so I was kind of mad, kind of mad at God at the time, frankly. And I'm, I'm just under my breath thinking, how can you do this to me? You know, I've got people in martial arts, I've helped them like Tommy Day have a better life. And I don't understand how this could happen to me. And until I changed my attitude, I remember this day, I was out jogging on the track, I was training for some uh, team trials or some national event, whatever I was doing. I'm out there jogging on the track and the sun's hit me in the face. And I just thought, wow, I'm lucky. I'm healthy. I have great friends. I'm starting a family. I have all these things going for me. And I should be happy and blessed and grateful instead of being so negative about this financial impact I'm having. So I had a real paradigm shift that time. And it was so interesting. After that, I went to a workshop. It was actually in Chicago. And there was an accountant speaking there. And he was talking about how you pay sales tax on your martial arts classes, but you don't always pay it on your merchandise, your belts, uniforms, but you don't always pay it on the tuition. And so I said, can you check for Iowa for me? He checked for Iowa, got back, says, no, you don't have to pay taxes on your tuition. And 
I was able to go back to my account and go back five years and get a refund for all the money I'd overpaid, like a savings plan, which was a substantial amount of money. Wow. What's interesting about that story is the money I got back from the state of Iowa paid back the bank, the loan I had with my mom and the credit cards that wiped it out to within a hundred dollars of what I owed. That's the check I got back. Oh my goodness. It's amazing thing. And that's tens of thousands of dollars and Around that same time, we'd started our kickboxing program, and that was starting to go. So, and, you know, I had some money at the end of the month instead of the other way around. So that was a, a struggle that was really interesting how we got through that. It would have taken me years to dig out of that hole if I hadn't had that happen. Wow. That's a real testimonial. That's amazing to me. But uh, as my mom always said, God is seldom early, but he is never late. So Exactly. And I don't want to preach to the audience online here, but I, I will say that experiencing that and other times in my life, I know that God's always been there and I'm just, uh, you got to stay grounded in your faith and faith's very important to me. And I've learned over the years to stay humble and realize that God is in charge. That's right. So true. Uh, And I am the same way. I feel the same way. And, you know, there's a million different cliches, bumper sticker things I could throw out there kind of to put an explanation point on what you're saying, but so, so true, really, really good stuff. And, and, you know, other business owners learn from these experiences. And that's why I do this podcast. It's sort of like a ministry. And, and I'm really here to help people, you know, figure out franchising and figure out business. And so that's why I bring on people like you that can give great testimonies like that. I'm a little speechless. I love that. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy it, but I hope uh, that lightning doesn't strike over there again and, and take you off the line again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was pretty weird. I don't know what that's going to look like or what that did look like to everyone watching on YouTube. And we have a few people that are actually watching it, uh, including Anthony in Denver. And I was fumbling around here. I don't think I said any cuss words, so I think I'm okay. I couldn't (laughs) hear you or see you, but I could still see it was recording on YouTube. So I just kept rambling like I knew what I was doing for after (laughs) a little while. (laughs) It worked out great. I love it. And that's that's what an entrepreneur does, right? Sometimes you got to improvise. It doesn't always go the way you think it's going to go. Yep, absolutely. So I wanted to talk about, you know, Ferrell's, you know, specifically, what is the community like that you've built? I mean, how many franchises now? Is it 70 something? Yeah, we're up to 70 stores. We have uh, another five in development that are going to open. We have four actually in Florida that could open this fall. They'll get their leases. We know that one lease is signed and two are close, one in Tampa, one in St. Pete. That's great. Um, Then Orlando is looking in Fort Myers. But yeah, we have a really interesting culture. There's a book called The Blue Ocean Strategy, which is a really good book. And yes. it's, you know, 20% of the people are out there fighting over that, those the shark-infested water that's all red because everybody's going for that same client. Mm-hmm. And I see that in our industry today. We're really kind of interesting because we're not going for that same client, that young, fit person that goes the hops around everywhere. We're actually going for that person that has not had success in fitness the person that struggled, that's maybe intimidated by weight machines, intimidated by the buff people. And they really can come in and feel comfortable. Like it's like a home away from home for them by coming in. We put our arms around them, make them feel welcome, and then mm-hmm. help them see successes. And we measure the success with like an in-body machine so that we know exactly what's happening with their body. We approach it very technically and scientifically and, and just hold their hand. And, you know, if they show up to the classes and then they follow the nutrition program, they have results every single time. Love that. 
And that's the big difference with this concept. It's not just, you know, show up and, you know, pump iron or do whatever boutique thing is hot right now. So I find it really interesting. So why should someone own a Farrell's as opposed to, I don't know, any other gem of, or not that, not that it's a gem, but I don't want to misspeak, but why Farrell's? Oh. I have that battle with our social media calling the gym all the time. They say, you got to use gym because other than people know they search it. And so, okay, I understand. We got to say gym, but even though we're not a gym, you know, the biggest thing is the results. We hang our hat on helping people get results consistently. If they follow our system, they will lose body fat or put muscle on. We have a guy that was just at this uh, St. Paul location open last weekend and he's gained 25 pounds of muscle since he started. Wow, And he's probably about 15% body fat, but he feels so good because he put that muscle on. That's your fat burning machine. I love it. It's, you know, and, and even Trent from Franchise, same thing. He's like, I didn't really lose that much. He didn't have weight to lose, right? So he lost body fat, I'm sorry, and gained muscle. So from an owner's perspective, they're going to be a franchisee. Of course, you're going to make decent money. But that's, that's secondary. To me, if you're playing a football game, you better be focused on that game and then glance up at the scoreboard to see where you're at. The money is the scoreboard, okay? If you're right. not playing the game to help people, then you're going to get tackled, okay? If you're just watching the money. But you, you have to be able to make money. But what's so great about this is the testimonials, like the one we had in Dallas not that long ago, the gal that had our, when you were offline, I was talking about uh, her, she had a stage four cancer discovered and she came ahead to tell me the story. I had like three or four of those that same day come up to me and tell me how this has changed their life. And the first one of those, my aha moment for the feral stream body shaping was in 2002, about six months, about three sessions into it, we were having our party to give out the $1,000 prize for the most transformed. And Chad came up to me. Actually, he was sitting at a table. I went and sat by him because it was all by himself, and I thought something was wrong. I said, Chad, what are you doing? He goes, oh, man, I just got to tell you, this program has changed my life. I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, I was afraid to even look at myself in the mirror. I didn't like going to work because I was embarrassed about how I looked. This has given me a new lease on life. Wow. And I thought, oh, holy I just, wow, aha. So even though he still had 30, 40, 50 pounds to go, he felt much better about himself and he was on the right path because we were teaching him how to live healthy. Amazing. And I, it's, you know, so if you want to make an impact, you know, you, you don't realize that you can actually do it through a, through a business like this, but you, you certainly can. And so a lot of people that I talk to, they're like, all right, you know, I'm paying these franchise fees and all this stuff. What kind of support am I getting? Why am I paying this money? How do you guys support your franchisees? We actually have a three to one franchisee to corporate staff ratio of, of support to help them from the marketing to accounting to franchise account managers. It's probably one of the highest, probably because we're kind of expecting to grow. So we've stacked it a little bit, but we're still going to keep a really good ratio. What's interesting about our program is once the franchisee or their head coaches learn how to lead, and we're going to teach them that through FXB University, we do a two-week program to bring them to Des Moines and get them through it. And once they're there, the people that go through the program are the ones that want to be instructors and coaches. So you know how many ads we've run for instructors or coaches outside of our system, outside of our schools? Zero. We've never spent a dollar to advertise for an instructor. We've trained them all from within. Then they're, they're paying it forward. It's amazing. That is totally amazing. Really amazing. What is one myth that you would like to bust about 
whether it's weight loss or franchise ownership, something in your world that, that always was a, pee, a pet peeve for you? Well, everybody's looking for the next greatest thing, and fitness can be very fickle. People bounce around from one thing to the next, thinking this is the next magic pill. There is no magic pill. There is no secret sauce. It just plain takes work. You have to work when you work out. Sweating is great. It's healthy for you. There's so many great things about it. Oh, yeah. And, and then some people feel like, well, there's a couple things. They feel like in fitness that they can work out really hard to eat whatever they want. Just not true. It doesn't work that way, especially when you get a little older. The other thing is that sometimes people think they can spot loose. Well, I'm going to do a bunch of crunches so you can see my six pack. Not going to work for you. If <laughs> <laughs> you have to control, you want to see that six pack where yeah. you're putting it inside. That's right. That's right. It, I have a beer keg over my six pack. So, you know, there's also a really good, yeah, funny. There's a really good book called The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. Great oh, book, yes. but uh, the entrepreneurial myth. A lot of times people think when they buy a business, they're going to be able to kick their feet up on the desk and bark out orders, tell people what to do. That can be further from the truth. You have right. to pay your dues no matter what it is you're doing. And even our business, your first year is a little bit of a rite of passage. You're going to, you're going to spend some long hours, but if you're a good leader, once you get your team put together, you're not working quite as much. But the first year, you're going to have to put the time in. There's no such thing as an absentee owner, okay? There's sometimes you can do a, a little less, but you still need to be involved that first year. No question about it. You know, an absentee owner, that's called the stock market. That's, yeah. In my opinion. What's the best piece of advice that you've ever received in business? When I was going through the tough time, in the martial arts, I had an instructor named Yong Chin Pak. He was the, the Yoda. He really was a wise man. And I went to him and I said, when I was, before I got the refund, I was really struggling with money. I said, he was getting half of our promotion fees for the belts at that time. And I said, I'd done that from the beginning, just out of loyalty. Mr. Pak, I don't know if I can pay you this money. I, I mean, I don't know where I'm going to pay for payroll. I mean, it's just not there. He looks at me and says, hey, don't worry about it. And remember this, God will never let you starve. Mm -hmm. He said that at a low in my life and it just kind of sunk in and, you know, hopefully I'll never get to that, <laughs> that spot again. But, you know, that was wise because really there's a point that's probably after that talk when I started being more thankful. Yeah. Yeah. There's no question about it. Be grateful for what you have. And uh, if they, like they say, if everyone threw their troubles in a pile, you would always go get yours back out of that pile. <laughs> you have to maintain an attitude of gratitude and that sounds cliche but if you do that life is good be thankful for what you have it, re it really is and I, I people come to me all the time because of my book the magic of choosing uncertainty and they ask me questions about fear and and how to get past that and, and the only way you can and the way i do it anyway for me anyway is by just journaling what i'm grateful for in the morning every every day and when I do that, I can't not be happy and, and full of energy. And it's a, it's a really important thing to do, in my opinion. And some people feel like, oh, how could you be happy? You know, the world is falling apart. And, and it's actually the best time ever to be alive in, on this planet. It's unreal what's going on. It's just great things. And you could focus on all the bad things. Yeah, they're always there. But they were even worse years ago, in my opinion. So so the, the attitude of gratitude is... Uh, Number one recipe for success. The Magic of Choosing Uncertainty is the book of yours that I read, actually, and passed it to Sherry. So I didn't want to say the name earlier because I didn't have it in front of me, but that's the one that is worth reading. If people are watching and haven't read that book, they should read it. 
Uh, thank you so much. You know, the book is really just about life changes. It's not about franchising at all, but you know, any kind of life change that you come across in your lifetime, you have to make choices and your choice is always the choice between uncertainty or unhappiness. And most people choose unhappiness and they just, you know, sit with, you know, what's comfortable, what they think is comfortable instead of taking a, a risk or taking a chance because uncertainty is where magic happens. And when you choose uncertainty, it's choosing faith in God. So everyone uh, who reads the Bible knows the um, Proverbs 1720. If I could have faith of a mustard seed, I could move mountains. That's all you need. It's just a little bit of faith. Yeah. Faith and fear cannot live in the same room. That's right. False evidence appearing real is the acronym for, for faith is the acronym for false evidence appearing real. It's just not there. It's just not and what you're talking about in business is the same as people come into our program and they, they have some fear. They don't think they can do it. They struggle with it. And it's our job is to convert that into faith for them, realize that they can do it and just instill that confidence right away. If I tell you, Tom, if you start a program tomorrow and I say, Tom, you're going to do really well. You're going to lose body fat. You're going to be stronger. And I say that with confidence and conviction, guess what? It helps you do better. Right. It's that simple. Have the formula, but we also instill that confidence to know how important the mind is when it comes to controlling the body. Yeah, it's everything. The, the mind is everything. And we could, we could probably do a podcast just on that. About the mind. <laughs> Next time. Yeah, just so much. What, what's the best way for someone to get in touch with you personally, or if they want to find out information about the franchise itself? What's the best avenue? They can email me at Lance Farrell at Corp or fxbcorp.com. So Lance Farrell at fxbcorp, short for corporate.com, or they can go to the website ownfxb.com. Own. So FXB, F is in Frank, X, B is in boy. Okay, got that. Good. That's excellent. We're going to put it all on our website anyway, thefranchiseacademy.com. And so you could see it, just go there, download it, and you'll be able to find out more information about Farrell's extreme body shaping. And this is um, somewhat of a rocket ship right now. As, well, I'm, as I look across franchising, it's funny. A lot of people say, oh, you know, there's, there's a gem on every block. And that's a perception. It's not true at all. But what, what's really interesting is if you think about, you know, we're like around the same age, you know, when we were young, you know, adults really didn't have gym memberships. They weren't really gyms. Now the average American has 1.2 gym memberships, one for home and one for the office. There's actually, in a lot of boutique fitness places, there's there's not enough classes to, to house everyone that wants to go. So it's definitely a booming industry and it ain't going anywhere, as they say. Yeah, and I, I don't think people just exercise because they want to go through the motions. I think they want results. And so I feel like we're at the right place at the right time. When you look at the national statistics, people are not getting thinner. As much as we're trying, it's like throwing the starfish back in the ocean. We feel like we're just barely making a dent. Yeah. And we want to make an impact. My goal is to transform the shape of this country and instill that confidence and faith as much as I can. That's it. Amen to that. So we got you back here at the Franchise Academy and, and Franchise as well. So I want to thank you very much for being on the show here. Really appreciate it, Lance. Mr. Scarta, it's completely my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you. God bless you, the business, and your family. And we'll talk soon. Thank you, sir. Have All a great right. day. Have a great one. This has been another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. For more info, go to our website, thefranchiseacademypodcast.com. Remember to subscribe to Tom Scarta's YouTube channel for educational videos on franchising, education, insight, 
and inspiration. 